Welcome to the 9642 podcast. These are your hosts, Mr. Number Nine. And this is the full. Welcome, everybody. This is the first episode we are recording this season. Um, I had to clarify that it's the first we're recording this season because there have been a few episodes we have recorded last season, which we hope will be published this season or at least be part of podcast this season. Yeah, yeah. Also, this may come out after the because next week we'll be having the live Fantasy League draft yep. for our Fantasy League of EPL, so, which may or may not happen before this podcast released. And that will be counted as a live podcast as well. So technically it's the first yep. bit. So you can look forward to that. Yeah. Now, if this is, happens after that podcast, well, I hope you guys had a good draft. Yes. And got, got, got some good bargains. <laughs> now... We have a lot to talk about. Shall we go through this particular podcast, what we're going to talk about, and our plans going forward for this season? Sounds like a plan. So this one, we're going to talk focus on football and the EPL in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to, uh, going to mix it up a bit, for, look at a few other leagues, hint, hint. Some <laughs> famous characters and, that we love, in our, love to talk about We might be making reappearances. We may... Some people may call us journalists, even. Some other people would probably just call us stalkers. Like, <laughs> but, you know, language is like a thing, right? Yeah. What are words, really? They're just words. So we're going to talk about EPL now. Things have been heating up. The season is due to start on mid-August, and everybody's trying to get all their transfers in before the mm. uh, transfer window closes and Let's start with Chelsea. What were you? What did you think were P, the positions Chelsea needed to buy players in, and who are you particularly hoping Chelsea gets this season? To me, it's a bit of defence. Even though we've got a reasonably good defensive line, it was perhaps the most fragile-ish. I don't know. I don't know the right word for it. It was. It was pretty good, but it just needed something in there. It depends a little bit on the structure we're going with, and if we go with the. Uh, back five or three back yeah. center back three and a, a two wide wing backs and we probably do need another center back though we have decent ones there we have Tiago Silva, Cesar Espelicueta and then any of the others <laughs> fill on the other side but maybe just one more there just to make sure it's got good depth yeah I also feel like uh, Chelsea have a lot of depth they need full stop because mm. they have let a lot of players go yeah so far, there's no incomings if you look at their transfer dealings so far this season. And we'll point out that it is still early days. Yeah, yeah. But some notable people who have left include Billy Gilmore on loan to mm. Nor- Norwich. Oliver Giroud has gone to AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, Marco van Ginkel to PSV. Uh, Ficayo yeah. tomorrow to on loan to uh, AC Milan. And it's likely he'll go there full time. He's still yeah. loaned, but. Um... I think there's a clause in the contract or something that I'm being able to be brought by them, and it's yeah. highly likely they will trigger that clause. Yeah. I see Victor Moses has finally actually left. Yeah, Victor Moses has left. Yeah, I mean, Victor Moses, <laughs> I know Chelsea fans seem to always back him, but he's kind of a useful player to have in your team. He covers a yeah. lot of positions. He's a really good squad. And Mark Gway, who I think we should point out, uh, basically one of the gems in the academy who's left yeah. Palace, though for $18 million, I'm not sure, what, the reportedly $18 million, All right, yeah, yeah. Um, for a player who's not yet played for 
the first team. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Some good money, but I think yeah. Chelsea would rather have the player, right? Probably, yeah. And Miles Port Harris as well. So it's a few academy people who are leaving, um, which is going to happen with Chelsea all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that just means it's just they're losing a bit of class in their the bench strength, especially their young bench strength, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just their depth. And with Giroud going as well, like, need another striker for sure. Yeah. So now there's obviously two players who Chelsea are heavily linked with, Erling Haaland and Romelu Lukaku. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to ask you whether you want Erling Haaland because obviously you want Erling Haaland. Yeah. Like a player who's probably going to win the Ballon d'Or four times in the next decade. Like you probably mm-hmm. want him in your team. But is, a, is his buyout clause is 150 million. It's 75 yeah. million if they wait next summer. Mm. Now, if Chelsea go for him, nobody else can have him. And they can probably keep him for two or three years before he can look to go to a club like Real Madrid. Or if he looks to go for to a club like Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if Harry Kane and Jack Grealish go to City. Is that would open the doors for us a bit more as well? Yeah, they'll spend money on him, so he wouldn't. So yeah, no, though I see here the, the rumour mills more that well rumour mills that he's going. Seems likely that he's actually staying at Dortmund. I feel like he's gonna stay at Dortmund as well. Yeah. But I think Dortmund would probably want to sell him you do you, would you wanna lose out on seventy five million dollars worth of income? For a transfer for a player who's going to leave, sure he's not going to leave on a free, sure, but yeah, you yeah. know he's still going to leave. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's that as well. Like it's it's one of these ones that's hard to know which way it's going to go. It's not a small amount of money, right? Like no, it's, it's not, a not small money they money. can li- any Bundesliga club can leave on the table. No, it's going to be a hard choice, both by Dortmund and and by Haaland as well about where he goes, what he does, how he wants to progress his career. Um, yeah, but just yeah. I was just having a quick look, and it's looking the money seems to be more on that he's not going anywhere. Yeah, even with um, the money on table and all the other deals going on, I guess that's not um not necessarily the case. It may change, can change very quickly, and you know how football rumors go. It's yeah. always says one thing, but it's actually the other. Absolutely. At least Chelsea's core squad, with the huge amount of players they bought last season, are all very mm. young. Yeah, I feel like Chelsea have a core group in that squad now, and as I, I agree with you, I think they just need unless they've got some guns in the academy that you know about that I don't. Chelsea just need to keep to just uh, get another uh, centre back or two, obviously. Yeah, maybe a wing back. Yeah, both sides maybe. I mean, we've got we've got good ones. It's just ensuring we have the cover for it. I think or. What was the other great term they used to always use? Providing the competition for the place. Yeah. Um, so that it, it strives there. Um, and so with Drew going, that's, that's potentially a striker spot as well. Yeah. Just to, to push them I more. think your midfield is very strong. Yeah. It's not... like, like every mid, a midfielder would be kind of a luxury buy at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But as you say, you do need to shore up a bit on the defense and get another yeah. striker. Yeah, so the defense is really just about the a little bit about yeah. the experience. We've got Rudiger, we've got Silva, we've got Aspliquid. But you know, past that for central defence, got Kurt Zuma, Andreas Christensen, uh, and then it's um young players. So having another solid head in there, basically, so that that would things would be short of. I mean, Christensen's looking pretty solid, same as Zuma. 
Zuma has his moments, Christian's is maybe a little bit more dependable. Yeah. Consistent. It's a bit sad that Tamori will probably um stay at, at Milan. But yeah, he's actually very I agree. Good. But it's such a slice. Sometimes you don't always get what you want. And sometimes the players are like, no, this is, this is a good life over here. So Yeah, I think that's the, one of the potential downsides of the loan system that Chelsea employ. Mm. Like, you can find somewhere better if you're yeah. a player. If you don't think you're going to have... If you don't think you're going to make it to, say, the Chelsea first team in two or three years, you're just like, yeah, I'll just go elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, that was Lukaku, right? Maybe he'll come yeah. home and and show his worth, but that's, that was his story. You know, on loan everywhere, didn't get the chances at Chelsea and knew that it was better to play somewhere else and get first team, you know, be guaranteed starter somewhere as opposed to the bits and pieces he was getting at at Chelsea, and that's how it was going to go. Yeah, exactly. And you can't say it particularly hurt his his career. He's yeah, a, I, a very good striker. In the middle time with, yeah, and this is not even taking into account players like Mohamed Salah and Kevin De Bruyne, who yeah, Chelsea yeah. have just sold. Yeah, that was just I don't know timing, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, what a reason it didn't work with us and that I think we always knew both their class it was just wasn't quite fitting wasn't quite working and and worked better for the players to move on and say they moved on and then found their way into a new position in the Premier League and excelled yeah. ridiculously well yeah, to be fair Chelsea did sell Salah and De Bruyne to play to clubs that were outside of yeah. the Premier League they just ended up coming back and yeah. fighting them. Yeah, yeah. That's how transfers go sometimes, right? Yeah. Now, if we were to do the look at, how would you rate Chelsea's chances if there were to be no new players coming in in the league? No new players coming in. Um, I would feel it would be a bit dependent on injuries. Yeah. And, and like, as long as there wasn't any major injuries to the season, especially in defense or striker, would probably be okay. And it would be a season that would be not too dissimilar to last season. Hopefully better than parts of last season, but probably not too dissimilar. And I would expect, yeah. once again, another top four finish. Like, um, even if we assume City don't get Grealish and uh, Harry Kane, yeah. is, would the cur- would you be confident that the current team you have with no incomings, in theory, be good enough to compete with that City team? I know that we're both saying if City get Kane, that's probably the end. We can just hand them the Premiership trophy yeah. pretty much at that point, I think. <laughs> yeah, once again, it's, yeah. Without injury, like, yeah. that's a hundred point season. Like, is yeah, that just, just unless he's injured? Like, yeah, yeah, Kane, and, and if they agree as well, it's just like, well, I guess the rest of us are fighting for second. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy if that happens. Um, but no, I would, I would have faith in the current squad without any additions to be competitive and say it to. I don't know if they would be fighting for the championship to come the end of the season, um, even with just the squads as they are. Um, but I would say they would they would be close. Yeah. 
and and I mean that's why I look at like I mean, last season maybe a little bit so. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Chelsea's young players will just pick it up a notch because they all improved towards the end yeah. of the season and they all played reasonably well in the uh, Euros. Yeah, oh, they're all really good players. So, yeah, I don't doubt that it would be, be good. Um, so I just look at it and go, the problem is what if, you know, Terry Silva picks up a, a long-term injury or Esplicueta, yeah. you know, is out for a reasonable period of time. Or Werner, or or Abraham, yeah, yeah. Suddenly, this the club is listening to offers for Tammy Abrams, Who and he it? may go to Arsenal on loan. Ooh, well, def- I'm I was thinking once Drew's gone, that that was less likely. But I guess if they if they pick up, if they're aiming to get more strikers in. Maybe, but even that. I feel like either Lukaku, because Lukaku yeah. is going to be coming at a cut price, at least yeah. because Inter Milan need money. Yeah, it's good. Um, so but even Lukaku will cost at, at a minimum 80 million. Yeah, yeah. Probably more. He's like basically a 20 goal a season striker, right? Like, yeah. But even if he comes, like, he, he, I don't see why we would loan out Abraham. Like, you can still, other than Abraham wanting to play more games. I think there's a feeling from the club that they, especially if they get another big-name striker, that the attack is already kind of loaded with players like Havertz and Pulisic and Timo Werner, of course. Yeah, but they played the... And especially if... And Werner's been playing there as well, so... I feel like Tuchel's also kind of hinting that he wants to play more of a false nine yeah, formation. I, I guess that's that. If they, he's not going to play the... Um, if he's getting Lukaku, that's like it's uh, Abraham. Same style, yeah. right? Sort of. Similar, yeah. Similar-ish. And I, would... like, I think Lukaku is there as a plan A, but then your plan B is to move to the false nine, and you yeah, just I have see, that yeah. tactical, uh, tactical flexibility. Though... Yeah, that makes Chiru like letting one yeah. of Chiru, both Chiru and Abrams go. Like, I agree with you. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. this is just the rumor that we're hearing, is all. Yeah, yeah. I understand. But yeah, uh, to me, yeah, it was if Drew didn't go, then Abraham moving on, at least on loan, was probably was highly likely. But if Drew went, then the opposite was true. And it's because they were planning on getting, you know, getting everybody. <laughs> They, they plan on getting Haaland and um, Lukaku somehow. Yeah. I think at least one marquee signing will be yeah. there. At and we want to see if either say. Lukaku or Haaland will be a marquee signing, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you might get another, like I said, a good defender as well. Mm. Someone to, who can perform well for the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think overall that if if I were to rate your chances with the current squad, I could easily see Chelsea finishing in the top three with the squad. If you know, c- c- with no incomings versus say Man City and Man United, you know that would be the top three in my head. Looking yeah, yeah. at that, yeah, uh, I would hasten to agree. A little bit depending on the you know on the movements of Kane and Grealish. Obviously, if Kane stays at Spurs, that gives them a bit more of a threat as well. And Liverpool still 
I mean, there's still some good players that Chelsea uh, could uh, would poss- could possibly if, if it's a money thing to try and mm. get Holland. The because obviously I think if Hol- Arling Holland goes to Chelsea, that's what 400k a week yeah. salary, if that, or 350 at least. Yeah. So the uh, wage structure is going to change, and that means you'll probably have to sell a few players. Yeah, which makes more sense, therefore, with Drew moving on as well. So yeah. I'm sure it would open up a reasonably large large chunk of the money of, of the weekly salary available. Yeah, and there's always a lot of good players at Barcelona. Everybody's rating them. Yeah. Since they're technically not allowed to um, register Messi till they fix their books. Ooh. Ooh, that makes uh, things there a bit interesting as well. Then. Yeah, yeah. Now, we move on to another team. We'll go to my team then, Man United. So far, excuse me, excuse me there. Um, so, so far, the for once, the transfers have actually looked pretty good. Um, so, United have let a bunch of our youngsters go on loan, like Tahit Chong and Reese Devine. And mm-hmm. Marcus Rojo has left. And I think oh. Fikondo Palistri has been uh, has returned from loan, so I think he's going to be kept in the team. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's a bunch. Uh, there is, I think, a bit of... Uh, United needed to get a centre-back this season very desperately, and they have, mm. this more, as of this morning, signed Rafael Varane, Varane for £41 million. Oh, that's good. I think a great deal all round. Yeah, Real yeah. need the money, need to move the contract off their books. United really need a good centre back. He's probably the best centre back in the world, and he's about to enter his peak probably mm-hmm. at this stage. And forty-one is for a top top player in their position. Forty-one million is a bargain, right? That if is compare, a big bargain these days. Like Virgil Van Dijk was eighty million. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, obviously, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying that, you know, this is just comparing the price point. Uh, Varane should hopefully... Basically, I think he also complements uh, Harry Maguire really well. So I think United's defense has gone up a notch because there's obviously a big squad of players at United who are all decent defenders. Mm-hmm. Players like uh, uh, like uh, Lindelof and... Um, and uh, players like Eric Bailly, uh, Phil Jones, they can all kind of sit in for games because obviously yeah. they're not. They're, United have a full load of games, so they're not all going to play all the. Uh, so Varane and Maguire aren't going to be available for every single game. No. Uh, but you've got, like I said, Vin- Victor Lindelof, uh, Phil Jones, um, and Alex Tellez uh, to go slot in. The fullback situation uh, with with Aaron Wan Bissaka and Luke Shaw actually looks really good as well. So yeah. United just really need to figure out their goalkeeper situation. Like if Dean Henderson is gonna take over, that's almost like I think United would have sold David David De Gea this season, but I don't think anyone can afford anyone outside of the Premier League. And I don't think anyone in the Premier League wants him. And even if they let him go, nobody can afford that those wages. He's on three seventy five. Yeah. We, the highest paid player at United. Yeah, yeah. At the moment. 
and so if he uh now if they were to move De Gea, then I think United would probably buy another reasonably top level player. There is a uh, there are rumors that they're looking for someone like uh, Kamavinga from Rennes, who's a young 18-year-old, uh, supposedly the new Kante slash Pogba, oh, uh, but still very young. So mm. I'm not I'm not the one saying that. <laughs> <laughs> the and there's also uh, Ndidi from Leicester, who's supposedly also a target for United. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I think both would be good. I think United do need a holding midfielder just because we're yeah. like we know what uh, what McFred can do, but uh, uh, and we don't really have any th- other options in that position. And if we get a a good a holding midfielder who's good, like without not play the double pivot, then even someone like Bruno Fernandez who likes to go in deep and play make from the deep can actually go back. Because he's basically has to carry the attack at the yeah, moment. Yeah. I mean, he's the best player in the team. But yeah, the that's where he's at. Uh, United will probably sell Pogba. I think it's almost a done deal with PSG. I think it'll be fifty million. And I think once that happens, United will probably get another holding midfielder. Like that's pretty much signed in. So yeah, overall, if you ask me before the season, United got a good midfielder, a good defender and a good winger in terms with Jaden Sancho coming in. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. That's good. Good transfer. I think that covers pretty much every position we needed to get another player in for. Um I think we probably need to sell a play a few players here and there. But overall I'm happy with the squad. I don't think even with Varan and and Sancho and even maybe a good holding midfielder i don't think the team's good enough to compete with manchester city especially a manchester city with jack Grealish and <laughs> harry yeah. kane that's a scary scary thought stuff so to be fair apparently bernardo silva wants to leave all right but you know yes that makes it like a little bit of yeah, yeah. <laughs> small but yeah that's the situation like you know if if United, if City get uh, Harry Kane, then yeah, United are trying to play for second place, and that's probably a squad good enough to get second place. To be fair, mm. I think, um, yeah, uh, it's just we always know City get their men right. Like we're yeah, not, yeah. and even without like City won last season without Harry Kane. I mean, sure they don't have Aguero, but I don't think if they don't get Harry Kane, I'm pretty sure City are going to get another striker. They don't. They have a plan B. Yeah, in there well, somewhere. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, I would be kind of happy as a United fan. Maybe we'll do well in one of the cups, but yeah, I'm not. I don't think we're gonna win or compete for the Premier League. I'd be very surprised. Like I think it would. That would involve basically. Uh, City having 10 players injured for like yeah. seven months, like 10 starters. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And even then, I mean, last and even year. then, their first 11 are good enough to, their second, their backups are good enough to do really well. But, you know, it's the backups getting injured, then, you know, because it's the third, because when you have that many injuries, it's your third stringers that need to yeah, come, yeah. Up, come up on the table or yeah. come up to the table and, yeah get in there. So, 
so far, I think I'd give United probably it's I won't be unfair. I think that's an A plus chance for yeah, window. Yeah. If they get just for those two, like two good players in two positions. And, and two needed positions as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm presuming there will be a midfielder, but even not taking that into account, I'd give them an A plus. Yeah, yeah. Next up we can go basically alphabetical. Arsenal. Rumors are they're looking for Ben White. Good player. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. good player. Um would greatly improve Arsenal's defense. Were you to join, I think Arsenal have gotten rid of a lot of players who were basically like, you know, um, obviously they've got a whole bunch going on loan because they have a lot of young players, but they've got, mm. they've sold a few of their young players to uh, get some money, but they've got Albert Mboyo Lokonga, um, who's from all reports, a class player who's going to help improve their midfield. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's a bit of a box to box type of player. Yeah, yeah. And Uno Tavares as well coming in. Um it's hard to judge Arsenal because the um if they do get Ben White, and I think that will happen, um, just because it's uh it's just uh Brighton just gonna end up having to sell him. Um, I think it's from all the reports Ben White's gonna angle for a move if he doesn't get it. Yeah. And so I think it's the sort of one that's quite likely to happen. Yeah, and I feel like if Arsenal get a thing like that, maybe one other if they do have to sell Lacazette, then they definitely would need another striker. But if they keep Lacazette and Alba and manage to sign them, then they just maybe need another defender, I think, Arsenal. And they've got that yeah. solid defense, and they're probably a team that's competing for the top four again. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, just uh, just needs a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of new blood in there, and we should get back to a a, a decent Arsenal, an Arsenal that we're we're used to. Maybe an Arsenal that will make the Arsenal fans at work actually happy. We'll find out. We'll they see. are Arsenal fans, so you know. Yeah, I like. Seems a seems a bit grumpy about everything. That's true. Very true, but yeah, I feel like defense has been Arsenal's issue for a while, and obviously they need a. This is why Xhaka is such a huge deal. But if Lokongo is gonna be that shield in the midfield protecting that defense, then yeah, they they have the firepower to do yeah. really well. And just looking, it looks like that Ben White deal is pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. He's yeah. going through his medicals. Transfers transfer fees have been agreed to. So. Yeah, so we can just assume that one's done. Yeah, like, we can just say that's done. So that's a good transfer window, I think, for Arsenal. I think yeah. they maybe need an, a bit more, but that's good. I think at least an A minus, if not an A. I don't know about an A because I think there's still heaps to do with the squad. Yeah, yeah. And they're still probably could have sold a few more players, but yeah, I think A minus. What would you give, what grade would you give Chelsea so far? It's hard to give them a grade because they yeah. haven't bought any players. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I guess so far you have you're forced into an F because it's all outgoings. Yeah, no it's all outgoing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it has to be an F in terms of current. But if they pick up one of the yeah. two t- main targets, then you know, yeah, and, then and it, add a, defend, a defender or two into the think... end. Haaland would make it at make it at least a B. Lukaku would make it at least a C plus. Just. If I think, you got those. Yeah, I think I think if we get Lukaku, you could probably call it a B minus if we didn't get a defender of some yeah. description. Um 
yeah, with Haaland, probably a B plus, maybe a B. Like I, I feel it's not too much. Getting Lukaku over Haaland is not too much of a drop. Um, obviously, it's a, you, Haaland is currently a better, better buy. Um, but yeah. at the same point, it's just saving, saving cash as well all round. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you're getting at least three or four year seasons of good top-level play from someone like Lukaku yeah. as well. And you know he's a known quantity. We know he can play in the Premiership. We know yeah. he's going to get goals. There's no, yes. I mean, there's no risk with Haaland just because he's so good. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just, um, I think with Lukaku, you won't get as much of a, because he comes from the Premier League and then it's gone off, you won't get that, that lull of, Getting getting up to speed, as they say, which is, is wrong, but just getting used to the the different play style. And Haaland's still going to have that. Um, yeah, he's he's absolute class, so it's probably not going to be too much of a a problem. But it's still both of them will still have that pressure on it. I think I just feel like Lukaku will settle in quicker with that pressure, with that expectation, and with the the play style of the the Premier yeah. League. Well, Haaland may just take it. I mean, it would only be a matter of weeks, maybe a month, between you know, in in the two alternate universes where Chelsea gets one of those ones, before it's sort of settled down. But just makes it a little different, and say it's still, well, Lukaku is still going to be like half the price of Haaland. So yeah, I mean that's that helps a lot, which will mean that if the they get Lukaku instead of Haaland, more likely to have picked up one or two, you know, key strike uh, key defenders slot in there, which will make it more likely that we'll get to a that you could give them some sort of a um, a rating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As for Arsenal, uh, no, I think I give them a. I mean, they've got good transfers, but I'd probably give them more of a B plus. B plus, just maybe you're right. B plus, you're right. I mean, it's it's hard because it's good transfers. It's just we know they need, they need another more. Yeah, yeah, they do, and they can't get. I know that they can't get everything. Yeah, in one go, you know, and they've still got what two weeks until the sure. Premier League starts. And I think the, they haven't lost any key players. That's the no. big one. Like if they lose Lacazette, then you know it's oh, going to yeah. be a. Yeah, then it, we'd obviously change our grade. Um, moving on from Arsenal to your eternal arch nemesis, Aston Villa. <laughs> Apparently, Jack Grealish has almost pretty much signed his personal terms with Manchester City, so he's going to yeah, yeah. move 100 mil for that. Uh, good. I mean, 100 mil is a good fee. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's... that's Within this time, Villa can probably buy a few other good players. Um, yeah. That being said, their incomings were Ashley Young on a free. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck to you, Ashley. Uh, mm-hmm. You've done well for United uh, for a long time, so hope you wish you all the best. Um, and Emiliano Buendia, who played for Norwich last season, don't know much about him. Morgan Sanson. Um, so, so far, not many incomings. A bunch of players who are out on loan are gone for free, including Tom Heaton, who moved to Man United, back to his youth team club. Mm-hmm. I think also a very good 
second keeper for United to have, which is why I also think De Gea or will be going. Yeah, at some point. That being said, Villa like a hundred millions, a lot of money. You know they're gonna get something for it. But if they didn't get yeah. any other players, you know Grealish is gonna go, and the, you can't keep you can't keep a player of Man City's t- after them. That's just no. so I can't. And they, I think they got good value for um, Jack Grealish, hundred mil. Hundred mil is good value. So I think so far it would be unfair to give them anything less than a B. Think they negotiated hard, and if they don't get any other players that for the rest of the window, then that B will go down to a C plus for me. Yeah, but I, mean, I assume they will. It, right? Yeah, I, f- I assume they're going to do something with it. Um, strengthen their defense, get a mid, get another midfielder, obviously in there somewhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a good. The greatest deal of the hundred mil is a good deal for them. So that's. That's positivity. So that's at least a B currently, maybe even a B plus. But a little bit is what do they do with that? They've got they've just got a hundred million, um, and and if you're doing that, you've got a star player that you've let go and got good money for. You need to be bolstering your squad for that. So they yeah. need to take that money and really just ensuring that they have a squad that's going to. It's also very, like, I think without Grealish, we're obviously thinking that Aston Villa is going to struggle for relegation, at least till we know who they're getting. Like, that's going to be a team that's going to find it hard to get goals. But that being said, I think there should be someone coming in. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. That should be, um, work out well for them. But yeah, I think, yeah, B for me. Even B. Yeah. I'd probably give them a B as well. I'd say it could make the argument for a B plus, um, but that is leaning on them definitely using you know have, have already got uses for that that hundred mil, and yeah. I'm not sure they really do. So maybe it's the B. I mean, I yeah. hope they would because well, known well, Jack should, was going to leave. Yeah, but, I yeah. should change that the wording of that. What I mean is, there's no solid. Doesn't seem to be solid. Um, yeah. Incoming space of that, that are, or even sort of dealings like, yeah, they're talking with these players, and yeah, so it may just be all because it's all back um, room and they've they're not really advertising as much, but yeah, that's we we work off the information we've got, right? So, so next up we have uh Brentford in their first ever Premier oh, yeah. League, who Brentford, yeah. So we still keep the number of London clubs in the Premier League at six. <laughs> Was it six? Yeah, it's six. Yeah. Um, so their incomings are Miles Pert Harris from Chelsea, who I think is a good player, and mm-hmm. all reports suggest he's a good player. It's Christopher Iyer from Celtic, who's also apparently a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, Winston Reid on loan, who could be helpful in oh, their defense. Yeah. As long as he stays. Um... Yeah, and Frank Onyeka from Mitterland, who I in don't fact, know about. Yeah, maybe with Winston Reid one, if he gets back to fitness since he yeah. got injured at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, and their outgoings, there's a couple of people on loan, but they've got Sideburn, uh, Ben Rahama going to West Ham, who I think was a pretty good, uh, good, good for them in the championship last season. So that's going to be interesting. Um, 
Brentford obviously need to get some players in. That's a long season. They obviously they want to survive. They just need to get bodies. So I wouldn't be surprised. I like what they've done. They've got four good players in there. Looks like uh, uh, yeah. to get them in. Maybe another uh, defender. I would think they should be targeting just to protect their, just to give a, just give them another body to use when you yeah. start getting into those wow. really uh, hard games at the end of the uh, season when you're fighting relegation. Yeah. I feel like yeah, they've got four good players in there, um, but they may need just a few more just to mm. really bolster themselves um, for the Premier League. Like it's, it's it's a step up from the the Championship. Though I guess you know you've got the squad that got you there, then having a bit of faith and giving them that that leeway um, can work. But it yeah. just it just feels light. Like I don't know, maybe they they. So it's not, but normally you you got your promoted clubs and you get a flurry of of transfer activity from them as they try and and yeah. and I like the holes they have. I mean, a lot of their team it depends on how well Ivan Tony and Sergi Canos um, adapt to the uh, top level, yeah. the Premiership. I think Ivan Tony's a really good player. He was the Championship player of the season last season. I oh, think right, he yeah. would have been. If Brentford hadn't gotten promoted, he would have been signed by a Premiership club. Um, so this is and Pontus Jensen played pretty well in the Euros for Sweden. So they have a decentish squad around. Um, it's going to be really difficult to uh, to see how well this team will do. Like yeah, as you say, I think we still feel like there needs to be another, maybe two players, maybe another striker and another. Uh, defender in there somewhere someone who mm. or, a, or a player who can play a lot of positions they just need to have uh somebody who can cover people when they get the injuries yeah yeah so it just it just feels a little short maybe another couple give it a bit of of oomph and a bit of depth and a bit of experience as well like just making sure you've got people there that can provide the experience for everybody else for this is top flight football this is you know yeah the cutting edge stuff. This is what you need to be. This is how we need to be going about these games. Yeah, championship football is 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 not to be sneezed at. Um, yeah, but it's now another step up. So it's just looking and going. Yeah, Winston Reid, you're definitely getting that. Um, but yeah, you know, or Onyeka, are they providing that 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 higher level? Yeah, they're both very good players, but. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know enough about them to to be able to look at it and go, yeah, that's that's giving Brentford what they need. Yeah. I don't know. It's difficult with the newly promoted sides. There's not yeah. much we can... We don't know them as deeply as we know some of the, the, the premiership teams, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so at this stage, I think, Brentford, I'm going to give you a C+. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well, C+. I was wondering if I was being a bit harsh and B-, but I think C+. I mean, it's not bad. I'm saying it's not bad transfers. It just feels like it's missing a little bit. So C plus. Yeah. Um. So moving on from Brentford, we go to uh, another club from the south, uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. They so far have gotten uh, four new players: uh, Kale Sherpin from Ajax, goalkeeper. 
Mm -hmm. from RB Salzburg, Jeremy Sarmiento, and Moises Casiedo. Um, I can't see any rumors about who they're potentially getting. Um, I'm sure there'll be a couple more. Um, but yeah, they've basically swapped goalkeepers. Matt Ryan's gone to join Real Sociedad, um, which is fine, I think. Uh, um, not that I've watched enough Eurodivisie to say, but Ajax tend to train good goalkeepers, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Brighton okay. just need to keep their core team, just up upgrade and refresh that core team, right? So the um, I could see um, they probably still, I think, need another striker, in my opinion. Yeah. I guess the thing there is um, replacing Ben White. Yeah. That's the so. big question. Um I'm the, assuming that yeah, so that's still fifty million they're getting in for that. So that's yeah. For them, I would suspect that should be. I mean, it's not huge dollars, um, but it's still nothing to be sneezed at. Yeah, I mean, you get you a couple of good good players in. Fifty million for Ben White. Um, he's an English player, so that's probably about fair. Yeah. The deal, uh, to get given his age, um. And the level he's at, like if you compare, he's more slightly more expensive than someone like Varane. Then you know, mm. you, if you compare the two, United have really made a good deal. Yeah. Um, so um, and so you could also suggest Brighton have gotten a good deal out of it as well, like money wise. Yeah. We know that it's uh, Brighton just somehow always managed to stay in the Premiership. Uh, not get relegated, so they. I fully expect them to do be able to do that again this season. Um, they just, like I said, I think they just need one more like attacking player on that team, and that's it. Um, fine to give, and I feel like that's where the Ben White money will go. They'll buy like a championship striker and maybe get another defender. Yeah, yeah. They've scouted, so I am inclined to give them a B minus. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying probably B minus, depending a little bit. Once again, they do have fifty million sitting there from the Ben White deal, which is a decent enough uh, deal. Um, so it's the same thing. It's how do they spend that? Do they? Yeah. Are they going to spend that wisely? Um, so you're getting a decent enough cover to slot yeah. back into defence, and then yeah, say maybe a, a championship level or higher striker that they can. Gentleman striker, they can stick in and 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 get them some goals. Um, so yeah, I think I think a B minus seems fair. Just looking at their outgoings, they do have a decent amount of players leaving, including Glenn Murray, the old uh, veteran, um, who's been who's just turned thirty seven. Um, but yeah, so far, yeah, uh, I haven't seen that too. Sorry, I didn't see anything too worrisome in there. And their outgoings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's a reasonable things, but some loans. Yeah. But yeah, just seem to be the mostly the sort of turnover you expect from a, a low level table team who's just trying to find the right combinations each season. Exactly. So moving on to them, to another club that also traditionally in, in the relegation scrap, uh, Burnley. Now, 
I think Burnley were extended a lot last season just because they were playing Europa, I believe, as well. Yeah. And they just had a huge amount of workload on their players, um, but they still managed to get through. But oof, only two players coming in for Burnley this season, Nathan Collins from Stoke and Wayne Hennessy on a free who wasn't on a team. That's never a good sign. Yeah. few players leaving here. There are not many. But yeah, it doesn't look like there's any um, rumors of players coming in as well uh, for Burnley. So uh, I'd be a bit worried if I were a Burnley fan, especially as all the other teams around them who Mm. are going to be in that relegation scrap have reinforced their squads. There's still a lot of time to go in the window, but I think so far, yeah, it's very difficult. This might be my first fail grade. No, we we already gave Chelsea a fail grade, didn't we? Um, Chelsea grounds that they haven't done anything yet. Yeah, it's an F because they sold a lot of players and didn't have anyone coming in. (laughs) I think this one might be a D plus or a D, yeah, that sort of level. Like it's, I know Burnley can't just splash the cash, uh, but yeah, it's always scary to see. Uh, if a club like Burnley not have any significant incomings. Yeah, yeah, they it definitely is missing things. Um, I feel like about Europe, they maybe this is how they're feeling that, that Europe they will um, fare better in the Premier League this year than they did last year, uh, where they just managed to scrape themselves through. But um, but I think you're right that you know every other teams. You know, improving them, their squad. So, yeah. And you're never perfect. So, it does feel very light that there needs to be something. So, I don't know whether they just haven't, they haven't secured that yet. Um, and then rumor mills, Burnley. So, nobody really is worried about the rumor mill around who's going to Burnley. Have to see. But I think you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a D grade for me because, yeah, once again, they're not really doing anything. Agreed. Moving on from Burnley, we go to a club who I think have done really well uh, in the transfer window in Crystal Palace. Now, we've already mentioned when, when we were talking about Chelsea that they have gotten Mark Gway. They managed to get a um, Michael Olise from uh, Reading and Jacob Montes and uh, Jean-Philippe Matea, um, all decent players. The main question we have about Crystal Palace really is how will Patrick Vieira fare as a coach? Mm. Obviously he's a great player and he's done some interesting things with his with his coaching career so far, but this is going to be his first proper high profile job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh, at a decent club to start at, and I yeah. think the club are supporting him. They're just buying players available. They're looking at, I think, Crystal Palace basically. I think just need another, need to find a proven goal scorer somewhere. Like I mean, obviously they don't fall from trees, um, mm. but Christian uh, Christian Benteke is not someone you can rely on for goals. I don't think. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't mind their their forwards. Yeah, Jordan Ayu, Wilfred Zaha, Team Matita, Christian Bentefe, Connor Wickham. Like they're all decent enough players. They're all good players that can score goals. Um I know they just seem to have recent years not 
I think, yeah, it's right. It's the consistency there. But, like, let's say they're all really good players. There's no reason why their consistencies can't be found. Um, So, no, like, but it does feel like adding a whole other striker in there is, is sort of, you need to get rid of one of them potentially if you're doing that. That's true. Um, um, but maybe also, that's a good way of, of freshening it up and, and trying to get more out of that that front line. But. Yeah, and the squad is reasonably old. Mark Way, who they got from Chelsea, is 21, but most everybody seems to be around between 27 and 30-ish sort of yeah, age. Sorry, Mitchell, 21. Sam Woods, 22. they got a few youth players there. Hannon, Alessi. But no Kirby. But Jason I think... Rick, yeah, nothing... Nothing too bad. And really, when I was talking about a striker, I was picking at straws, really. I think so basically Crystal Palace done a solid transfer window. Yeah. For me, if... Yeah, I, I can't... And I think they're not done, even. Like, I get the impression they're not done. But even if this is all they did, I'm like, yeah, that's a good transfer window. That's a solid... You're going to stay in the Premiership. You might improve on your position. You might even compete for Europe this season with the squad. So, yeah, yeah. CP, uh, I'm going to have to give you an A-plus here. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'd, I don't know if I get an A-plus, but then I don't know where. It's a solid thing. It's all the transfers. Seems to be picking their, their, their covering their weaknesses, you say, giving them what they need. but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't quite give them the A plus for it. Feel like it's an A for sure. Like, but yeah, I don't. I can't really put my finger on it. I guess it's just the a little bit of me is is being the top club officiando, you know, elitist, yeah. um, not having any noticeable marquee player signing. It's all solid. Definitely going to cover the weaknesses. Definitely going to, it's good for Crystal Palace, but yeah. I think uh, Gueri is their marquee signing. He's 18 mil. Yeah, yeah. And I think they do did need to shore up the defense. Yeah, no, no, it's, a, it's all good. I'm not, it's not taking away from that signing or any of the others. Um, but I still, yeah, still feel A is probably closer for it, for me. Fair enough. Now, moving on from Crystal Palace, we go to the uh, to the blue side of Merseyside, Everton. And they have gotten, uh, so far, Demirai Gray from, uh, from Levant, I want to say. And he's, um, he's had a, he's probably the, so far, best uh, player they've gotten. Um, sorry, Leverkusen he came from, not Levant. Um, so, and they've got Asmir Begovic, who's solid backup keeper, Andros Townsend, who is, uh, he's seen better days, but he maybe they can, he can improve in Everton. Um, but yeah, it's a bit underwhelming from Everton, from one point of view. I feel like there could have just been... I feel like they're missing a proper marquee signing, as I would say, because Everton want to be a top six club, right? And yeah, yeah. they were close, close to being competitive last season, but everybody around them has significantly 
uh, strengthened, or they're like in a position of Chelsea where they bought a lot of really young players who are going to be better this year than they were last year. You you assume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. It's yeah. I mean, they right. have a solid enough squad, and they're all very experienced. I'm not expecting Everton to be relegated or anything like no, that. No. It's like that's not your ambition, Everton. You want to be a top yeah. six club. Yeah. The question like, is, is, is these transfers improving Everton more than what everybody else's transfers are improving them? Yeah. I think and you're right. I don't it's think it. they are. I mean, I'm not gonna give them a D. I don't think it's that bad. No. Um, because they've already done. You know, they already have a good team. Um and there's some solid players they've gotten. Um but yeah, my my inclination is to give them a uh give Everton maybe a C minus so far. Pass, but you know, it's just a pass. Just a pass, yeah. I was thinking maybe more of a solid pass. I mean nothing's wrong particularly wrong with their transfers. I mean I'm still just going a C, but um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a pass. It's a reasonably comfortable pass, but there's nothing particularly great about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, moving on from Everton to a, a club that made it to the top ten last season and managed to secure their position in the Premiership, Leeds United. Ooh. The 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 Whites. Um, mm. Yeah, so three so far really good buys. Lewis Bate from Chelsea, Junior Firpo from yeah. Barcelona, Jack Harrison from Manchester City. Wow. I mean, that's solid. I can't can't criticize that at all. Maybe they're, and they're not probably done. I feel like they will get at least one or two more players. But yeah, they've just overall just strengthened the side with the team with more quality. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a pretty solid three incomings there. So, and I think a lot of their players showed that they can play at the Premiership level, like yeah, yeah. your Bamfords and your Rodrigos. So, it's hard. I think yeah, Leeds have secured their survival in the Premiership because as you know, second season syndrome can happen as Sheffield United bound to their detriment. Yeah. And I think it's a good team. That's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, yeah, another A mark for me, at least somewhere. I don't know if I'll give them an A plus because I still think they need to get a bit more. But yeah, that's if they get nobody else, that's an A. Um, me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think I agree with you. Like that's that's an easy A. I, yeah. Given an easy A, I think looking at those players, they get a couple more in there. And and it could be the A plus, but I think the yeah, yeah, Firpo, Harrison, Bates. I mean, I was complaining before about not a key a marquee signing, sorry, but for me, Junior Firpo. Firpo's a marquee. That counts that for leads. Like and it, it's easily. Something they need is is definitely could count as a marquee signing and, and feels better. Yeah. Um, maybe there's another one or two signings needed to, to really push this as an A plus um, window for them, but at least an A. Yeah, yeah. Now, moving on from Leeds, we go to Leicester, 2015 Premier League champions. 
Um, six years on, still a very competitive team. Now, Leicester really want to make the top four this season, I think. Yeah. Um, now, looking at their rumors, we know that Arsenal are trying to get James Madison. Now, side note, if Arsenal managed to also get James Madison and Ben White, that's a solid, solid window. Just, yeah, yeah. Just putting it out there. Like, that's, I mean... that easily pushes them to an A-plus window from there. Like two good English players, you just managed to get, um, but obviously yeah. it depends on the thing because player Arsenal are looking to do a player swap deal. Um, you now there's another rumor going around because Leicester has a good team and there's a bunch of their players who are supposedly coveted by a lot of who are coveted by a lot of clubs. Um, they've also got NDD being looked at by Manchester United. Now, if they lose both those players, this let me just say, if they do lose both Madison and NDD and they don't get anyone good from that swap deal with James Madison, that's that's yeah. going to make them a fail grade. Uh, and I don't think I'm being too harsh because those are two key, key players for Leicester. And they've already lost Ben White. That being said, they have bought Ryan Bertrand, who's a... Very solid operator, very experienced on a free from Southampton. So that's a very good piece of business. Um, they've got Bobakari Sumare uh, uh, so to shore up that midfield. So if they do, um, if they do lose a uh, NDD or someone like that, they do. They have brought in a defensive midfielder, or uh, and also I think he's a good. Uh, gives him a bit, gives him, gives the team a bit of a, uh, excuse me, uh, a bit of tactical flexibility, just having another good uh, defensive midfielder in the squad. Um, but yeah, Leicester probably still, I think uh, their forward line is obviously solid. Jamie Vardy is, while he's getting on in years, is is still good, obviously, as he's shown last in Kalichi and he, Ahia Nacho is a good player as well. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe they might look to get another striker, just maybe a young striker, not a marquee signing type striker, just yeah, to yeah. just to have somebody else in that squad to give them a bit of uh, of a break. But yeah, there's a, there's a solid. They have a solid team. They have a solid youth system. Um, they didn't need to buy too many players. They just need to. Uh, make most of the money they've gotten from the players they have sold. I think. Uh, yeah. I think a solid replacement for Ben White will. Uh, sorry, Ben White. What am I saying? Solid uh, replacement for uh, uh, James Madison if he leaves. If he doesn't yeah. leave, and they manage to keep all their players, and Didi just keeping all their players and getting those guys in. I think B. That's a solid B. It may be even B plus just because they're not. Their players are wanted, yeah, and they're just and they're managing to hold them off. Just means, yeah, they don't yeah. need to get into a deep buy of players. Yeah, no, I think I agree. I think if they keep their players with what's come in, then B plus, maybe A minus. Um, if they sell medicine and Ndidi, and then use the money, get good money for them, and then use that to strengthen back, then definitely. An A minus, if not an A, depending on who they get. Um, but if they, yeah, but if they Madison and, and Ndidi goes and they don't replace, then yeah. yeah, you're looking at you're looking at D grades at about that point, I think. 
Yeah, I think so. So it's how quickly they can drop away. So yeah. at the moment, yeah, let's give it a B plus. Um, yeah, that's a solid so far. There's the potential for it to fail very quickly. Yeah, yeah. But also potential for them to push up into some, yeah, into the A ranks if they can make some good deals out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Moving on from Leicester City, we go to the red side of Merseyside, Liverpool FC. Um, now they have already lost a class player in uh, Wijnaldum, who mm. went on a free, and that's already going to affect that grade. Yeah. I'm afraid to say for Liverpool fans. Oh, I mean, look, Liverpool have a really good squad. There's not many players they needed to sell, but mm. Wijnaldum is like a. Gigi Wijnaldum's basically like a player who can do everything. There's very few players like him. Just being in the position where they have their, they couldn't even get a fee for him is a terrible position to be in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it does sound like being... he just was not happy at all. Like, yeah. Things just weren't, weren't working. Now, if they get Kylian Mbappe, amazing. Like, that just changes their window. <laughs> yeah. But red fans, just for the sake of this argument, I'm just going to assume you didn't get Kylian Mbappe in this, in this. We're not going to get Kylian Mbappe in this transfer window. Yes. So far, their incomings have uh, Ibrahim Konate from Leipzig is a good player. Yeah. Ben Davies is coming up from the uh, uh, from the Championship, so it's hard to judge and. Ozan Kabak is a good player, but yeah, Schalke did get relegated last season, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's tough to judge. Uh, and also, like Davies and Kabak, look, just looked at it. They were there. They moved last season to Liverpool, so they haven't really replaced any. They haven't not. They basically not replaced uh, Gigi Wijnaldum, and they haven't lost anyone else. To be fair, but that's a big loss. Yeah. So so far, I have to. But they've got Ibrahim Konate as a as a defender, and they will need a defender. So that's not that's a good business there. So I'm inclined to say they're just just on the thing. They're probably just on a C minus. Yeah. Uh... I think I agree. I mean, I think like this is actually no. I can't give them a C minus because I think if they don't get any other players in this window now, this is basically them not making top four. Like I think Chelsea yeah. have improved, Leicester have improved, City and United have improved, and even mm-hmm. Arsenal have improved. Yeah, you make a good point on that. So yeah. I can't give them like I just thinking about that I can't give them a C minus I have to give them a D um, that's a fail grade for me it's not an F um, but yeah that's a D yeah I think you convinced me I was thinking maybe it was a C minus was was where it's at because I was sort of feeling like they haven't done anything but and they did lose when I Jim but certainly that was a bit harsh on harsh on the transfer window it's that's more a reflection of the last season or so. Yeah. Not busy, just his feelings about it all. But as you say, though, they still lost him and they haven't replaced him and they haven't improved the squad really. And yeah. everybody else has. So, yeah, 
they need to do something. Yeah. Exactly. Whether that's an Mbappe thing or not. Yeah. But yeah, I think on the current status of it, it's a it's a D. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, this all changes if Mbappe goes to Liverpool, which, yeah. which you know, I don't know if they need Mbappe because they are stacked yeah. on the attack. But yeah. Now moving on, do we even need to go to Man City? They're going to get an A plus. It doesn't matter. Like they just <laughs> always end up getting an A plus, and for their transfer windows. Yeah. Do we even really need to review this? They've got Jack Grealish, probably going to get Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, okay, if they might lose Bernardo Silva, which is, yeah. which, yeah, that's a big loss, but they've got a bunch of players in there. Um, They've lost Sergio Aguero on a free, but you know he was very injury prone, and we're probably yeah. getting a like for like replacement with, yeah. um, with Harry Kane over there. Maybe a better, an upgrade, really, even with, uh, with all due respect to Sergio Aguero, an upgrade. Harry Kane at this moment is an upgrade over. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's it's Harry Kane in 2021, 22 is an upgrade on Sergio Aguero in 22. Yeah. Maybe not an upgrade on Sergio Aguero, you know, ten years ago, but yeah, that's not that's not the Sergio Aguero that you have now. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so I mean, I guess the the only question is, yeah. So they're definitely Grealish, but Harry Kane is. Um, I mean, even still... just getting Grealish is enough to put it into at least an A, right? If not. B minus at the bare minimum. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah. Getting greenish makes it just a pass, a high pass. So you say you can't go below a B, and I would say yeah, A minus is probably where it's at with greenish. Yeah. Um, because that's a uh, good, that's such a good deal. Uh, and if they get Kane as well, that's there you go. See yeah. you later. Yeah, if they get yeah. Kane as well. It's as you said, may as well just start engraving their name on the trophy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if they don't get Harry Kane, I'm sure they have a backup plan. Straight. Yeah, yeah. It might be Lukaku. It might be um, who, who knows? Was yeah. be crazy if it's Holland. I'm... <laughs> then we're just like, okay, so for the next ten years, do we just type it out on your <laughs> on the Premier League trophy? Like, we'll just start now, right? Pre-printed. Yeah. So that's City. Uh, we've already discussed Manchester United. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, both Manchester clubs, I think that's a fair A. They're in the A's easily. Yeah. So do we even need to look at it? I think they're... I don't think they're getting anybody. Um, and they are pretty much... Uh, yeah, they were just about relegated last season. They've got Joseph Wilco- uh, Willock from Arsenal. And yeah... Uh, do we think uh, uh, he will come? He might come back from Arsenal if he makes that loan. No, deal that was permanent. that was a loan last year as well. That was so, a loan last season. Sorry, but he is that's the guy back? who they're looking to sign on a permanent. Oh, um, I see, so. But even if they did get him on a permanent, I'm like, mm, okay. So so far, I think this is the first real F because I don't think anyone is thinking Newcastle's getting a an, any interesting buys. Um, they've gotten rid of a few players 
which who were probably um, uh, picking up just wages at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The oh, sorry, not even those were from last season. And Lois Cass is away on loan. So yeah, Newcastle are, don't look like they're doing anything. And as we mentioned, everybody around them is tightening up. So yeah. I'm sorry, Toon fans, unless. We see some action here. I think Steve Bruce is a good shout for first manager to be fired next season. Yeah. Like you've heard it here. That's my hot take. I think I agree. Like it's they haven't done anything. They've just set this transfer window out. Um yeah. and you say the last season last year's season was not was not a great season for Newcastle. Sure they didn't get relegated, but it wasn't a particularly pretty season. Um Yeah. So yeah, it felt like the sort of thing, sort of transfer window where they needed to be buying players, strengthening bits, and they don't even seem to have any rumours about anything. It looks completely like they've just gone, you know, what, this transfer window, we don't, we're fine. So yeah, I feel that's a, you say, a solid F for the transfer window, and a, yeah, you'll be shopping for a new manager soon. Yeah. Now... Going on from them to another club who may who might be a fellow relegation struggler, Norwich City. Mm. I actually like the business they've done. A lot of good players, got a lot of players who are uh, going to come in. Ben Gibson, I think Billy Gilmore is going to do really well. Uh, Dimitri Giannopoulos, I think, uh, has been playing pretty well at uh, PAOK before, uh, the last few years. So those are all solid signings, I think. Um, all around in the defense. We all know uh, Norwich can attack. And even two seasons ago when they were in the Premiership, attacking was not a problem. They were getting yeah. goals. Yeah, yeah. And this team, I think, have even gotten even more attacking as uh, they when they were in the Championship. I think maybe the only thing is Timo Puki is a bit getting on in years now at 31. Um, still productive. I think I don't know if he'll be able to make the step up again from uh, another time. Uh, but yeah, other than that, everything good. I I think I can't give them an A. I think I'll give them a B plus just because I think they do need to find. If Puki doesn't get on the goal sheet often, they are going to struggle. Yeah, yeah, and that is the difference between surviving and getting relegated. Yeah. Um, so I think they need to. Yeah, yeah. So I think they need to, unless they think their defense is going to help them much. Yeah, <laughs> not done that before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that without like decent, good transfer window. B B plus for me. Yeah, no, I agree that it's a a decent like, transfer window. They got good players in there. I don't know if I'd give them a B plus, but a B is. <laughs> Yeah, I think like the squad with these transfers in, uh, Norwich can expect to stay up. Um, yeah. They, it obviously depends on luck of the draw and how the dice rolls with injuries, but mm. yeah, they've got bodies. So, you know, if injury does end up getting them relegated, that's really bad luck. It's not on the transfer window at that point. Another club that could potentially struggle in the relegation battle, Southampton. They also have not bought too many players um, in. Um, Romain Peru from and Theo Walcott going back to uh, his uh, home. Uh, 
to his original home in Southampton. And yeah, I can't say that Southampton signings excite me and they've had a lot of semi-key players going out. Ryan Bertrand, who's a... Mm. And... Uh, uh, yeah, like, the other players are all just kind of in the squad and not really that are going out that are, are not really that important and probably did need to be sold. But yeah, the, it's not doesn't excite me, but I don't think Southampton is too worried. I feel like they could get another big signing in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think yeah, Southampton. I'll give them B minus for this for this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you've fried it. You see the one there, but it's, it's nothing too exciting to me. Yeah. Um, but they had a solid. decent squad anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's solid thing for okay. Um, like, uh, it feels more C plusish to me. Yeah, maybe C plus because like the they basically replaced. Yeah, I mean, they were fifteenth last year. Yeah, I mean, which is not the greatest. It was forty three points, which is which is a good haul. Um, yeah, and at one point the Southampton looked like they could finish in the top uh, ten, so yeah. that's probably a disappointment to them. Yeah, so I feel like they do have a solid squad, but these transfers once again, and they're improving, but could be better. So the C plus. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's solid. It's it's getting you what you need, but there's nothing amazingly outstanding in there. Now, going on from them, uh, we've got Tottenham Hotspur. Now, they have lost in the window so far. Danny Rose on a free to Watford. Uh, Paulo uh, Gazzaniga to Fulham. Um, they've done a swap deal with Eric Lamilla for Brian Gill to be... Uh, to Sevilla, like I think Brian Gill is an exciting young talent, but Eric Lamella is a good player too. Yeah. Um, and they've signed in uh, the Perluigi Golini from Atalanta on a loan, which I think will be uh, a thing to buy if he does well, because uh, I think yeah, yeah. Yeah, Spurs do need another keeper, so that's a good buy. But there's the um, elephant in the room in that Spurs may have to sell Jack Grealish. Um, okay. And th- let's be fair. The Jack Grealish go. If Jack Grealish goes, sorry, not Jack. Harry Kane. Wait, what am I saying? Um, <laughs> Harry Kane goes. He's probably going for at least 150 million, mm. like a bare minimum. I feel like Harry Kane is such a good player. If it were not COVID times, he would be the player who breaks Neymar's record and becomes the most expensive player in the world. Like that is the caliber of player he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in COVID times, 150 mils, and if he wants to go, I don't think they can really say no, right? They kind of have to. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if they're sprouting that much money up from then, yeah, I don't know. I'd... They have managed to resign. I have to point out they did manage to resign Son yes. to a new contract. So that's a plus for them. 
um, yeah. keeping uh, a good player like him and the club. And the the squad is good. Um, yeah. The only thing is uh, Alder Weirald might leave, whose name, uh, Toby, oh, uh, yeah. whose name I can never pronounce. Um, but he is already getting on in years. And if they do move on from him and move on from, well, not really move on from Harry Kane, but if they have to sell Harry Kane, I think they will get the reinforcements. Mm. I think that's the best. It's, yeah, it's... I can't give them a low grade. I think they've done as well as possible with the hand they've dealt. They've been dealt. Yeah. Um, other than a few players, they've had to let go on a free, but who haven't probably performed in a while for Spurs. So, like Danny Rose, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think our Spurs. Yeah, B. Um, I just hope they basically. This is all reliant on I think Harry Kane's. Uh, transfer will be done before the end of the week. Um, this will give them time to buy an adequate replacement or an adequate yeah. bunch of replacements. That was pretty much going to be my thought. Was it's it's going to come down to if Kane goes, when he goes, and when they get the money in, and them having time. Or and I'm assuming yeah, they've got the plans in place. If Kane goes, then here's the players we we target. They can um, also get Gareth Bale on loan again. Oh yeah. Then that would also be obviously that changes everything as well. Like, yeah, that that makes everything a little little different. But um, I know it 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 helps for their season. But I still feel that if Kane goes, they need they need to spend that money on a. They need to get Lukaku. Yeah. That that's what it comes down to. They need to get someone. They get that money. They need to get someone replaced in there. I mean, because, if because... 150 mil, they can get Erling Holland. Yeah. So there is that. There is that. That's because yeah. The thing is that Kane's taking a whole heap of gold with him, so they need something to replace that. Yeah. But for 150 mil, you can just get that. Yeah. You can't replace it. Just go to uh, Borussia Dortmund and go, yep, here's his buyout clause. See you later. Thank you. Come with us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel 150 million, you could probably make some of the better deals anyway as well. Like it's. Yeah, yeah. But if you were, if you wanted to do a no fuss swap, just be like, hey, here you go. At least put in the offer and go like, yeah, Erling, you want to play for us, right? And if he says no, that's okay. Like, you know, yeah. you at least tried. You tried. You still got your 150 million. So. Yeah. You can still go shopping. Yeah, yeah. Or you could maybe go for Mbappe or, mm. or like I said, or Lukaku. Yeah. At that point. Um, But yeah, I think, as you said, B, we all agreed with that. Yeah. 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 Next up, Watford who have a bunch of players coming in on free, including Joshua King from Everton and Danny Rose from Spurs, like we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, Watford is a hard club to judge. They have a heap of people coming in. And out. Also, we forgot to mention Spurs do have a new manager, Nuno Spirito Santo. So oh, yeah. I think I could do pretty well mm. with that. Now, the Watford squad, uh, obviously, this is a club 
that's I feel once again gonna fight for relegation. Um, yeah. they've got a bunch of experienced players and people like Danny Rose in there, who can obviously help the club stay up. Um, they've got Tom Cleverley, um, in their midfield, uh, and now Joshua King coming in as a striker. I mean, they've given themselves the ability. They've signed the players they could sign. Um, it's just what will. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the transfer window. I'm gonna give it a B. Like I don't know if this means Watford will stay up because that's really reliant on how their owners react and what's gonna happen with their new manager. What's his name? Cisco. Who's that? He's also a first-time manager. All right. Yeah. Cisco with an X. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yes. It's a decent enough transfers. So I think you're right that that Watford. Are... Are still going to be in the relegation battle, but I, I sort of feel that the the transfers are looking decent for that. So I mean, there's nothing in there that seems seems like it's going to cause any problems. They've they've got some yeah. decent players, as you say. They've got some good sort of younger players, fill-in players. So I think that's yeah. a decent um a decent transfer, really. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I think we're all agreed with the B, B minus maybe. I'd go B, I think. Yeah, B. Fair enough. Next up, we have the Hammers or the Irons. West Ham United, uh, they so far have had a relatively quiet um, transfer window. Um, that Craig Dawson is the only player to come in from Watford. A bunch of players going out on loan. Um, Philippe Anderson going to uh, Lazio, which is fine, I think. But yeah, I think West Ham are still obvious. They're in the market. They're looking for players, but Mm. I think they're in a position where they just have to... Like, they can't re-sign Jesse Lingard. He played too well for them under loan. uh, And there's a bunch of their players who are, you know, people are after. Like, if they can keep Rice... Declan Rice, since because uh, if he goes to either United or to uh, Chelsea, then things obviously take a turn. Um, depending on obviously how much money they get and when they can use that money and how they can use that money. So yeah, I think so far I can't. They're managing to keep other than Jesse Lingard, who wasn't their player to keep anyway. Most of their... anyway, so. Yeah, no, as in, like, he didn't stay on loan. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, yes, up, yeah. They couldn't convince United to make it a permanent loan deal. Yeah. The Yeah, other than that, yeah, they've so far done reasonably well in this transfer window, um, like, to keep their players. So, yeah, yeah I think... I'm, I'm not going to give them a B because they haven't gotten in any players. Um, yeah. And I think they should, given how... Because given how many games they're going to play this season, they will need reinforcements. So, but so I'll give them a C. Yeah, give them a solid C. They're not. It's not a fail. They've passed, but the, yeah, that if they don't get anyone, um, that's going to be very difficult for them. Yeah, I mean, passing up between a C and a C minus because it's right. It's solid. There's, I think I'd go C if they if they keep their players, then it's a C. Um, yeah, because that that showed some some good work there just to to keep them in, um, and and not selling them for just the sake of selling them. Like if people aren't coming with decent offers, then yeah, yeah, well, they can stay here and play for us. It's it's 
fine and we've kept them happy enough that they're yeah it's not going to be a problem so um it's so that's that but they say it hasn't really nothing seems to be really happened in the transfer window either they haven't they haven't brought anyone in it's almost like they've not participated in the um transfer window either and say other people around them are, are improving their squads yeah. but at the same point by not letting some of their key players go they've ensured that their squad is is kept at the quality that it was but yeah once again with the extra european um games you know they're going to be stretched more stretched this season i don't know so maybe i'm getting back to the c minus idea just because that i think it's tilted on the fact that they've got more games this season so it's sure. yeah going to be harder from that way Fair enough and our final club wolverhampton wanderers uh, obviously, they've already had their big loss uh, this season. Luno Espirito Santo going to Spurs. Um, obviously, class manager rate him very well. Um, so even though we were mocking Spurs a few weeks ago because they still hadn't managed to replace Jose Mourinho <laughs> in one of the most worst executed firing of a manager I've ever seen. And this bowls all the other firings of Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. Now that being all said, uh, Wolves so far pretty good, uh, decent. They met Rui Patricio's left, but they got decent money for him at Ro- to Roma, and they uh, mm. they have uh, they have decent goalkeepers at the club anyway. Uh, mm. So that's not too bad. And Jose Saz come in as well, who's basically almost a like for like replacement, I think, the younger version. Right, yeah. Um so they've so far had a pretty good I think that's a good transfer window. It a lot depends on their new manager, what's gonna happen there. Yeah. Um the club uh, I don't think the club are gonna struggle for relegation. Um just make that clear. Um, I think Wolverhampton, the Wolves are just a really well-run club at the moment. Um, I think the uh, they've got good signings. Uh, I can't give them anything less than a solid B, I think. Maybe even a B plus. Yeah. Like the window, there's nothing wrong with it. The coach stuff, I can't penalize the window for that. No, no. That's a different thing. I think, I guess that's, that's the only real issue is that it's... Yeah, whether this is... This is a squad good enough to stay in the top 10 for yeah. Wolves. Uh, if Wolves fan, if you're wanting to be a top six club, I don't know if this squad is good enough. But I think, you know, it's very difficult to be a top six club. Arsenal yeah. aren't a top six club. No. That's just facts. So, yeah. yeah. And even after this transfer window, Arsenal still perhaps aren't a top six squad yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's, that comes into it. Um, I was thinking also it depends on the manage they get and their style and what they how they want to play and you know having had to go through a part of a transfer window or a transfer window without you know without a manager almost makes it harder to know whether this is gonna these transfers are gonna work. This it could all get thrown out, but unlikely, but possible. But yeah. I think yeah. But there's there nothing are wrong with it. Yeah, sorry go on. So there's nothing wrong with it, so I would give it a B as well. So yeah. nice solid back. Yeah, I mean I I presume even the players in their club that I don't know that well who are being who are 
the players in the club who I don't know that they're out coming in. I'm assuming they're good because Posen International, the cl- the company that owned them, are pretty good with their analytics. Yeah, and their min- their incoming manager is Bruno Lage or Lage, not how you pronounce it, but he's surprise surprise also from Portugal, and yeah, he's probably also somebody who's um done reasonably well and to he was at he was manager of Benfica before coming here, so yeah, he's got solid experience at leading a top club. And there's a but he has a lot of uh, good Portuguese players in his in this team. So yeah, although yeah. uh, unfortunately, apparently because of Brexit, he has to have a hearing for a work permit. Does he doesn't automatically qualify? Oh, he he did have to, but then yeah, after he got that done, now he's oh, in yeah. there. Like uh, yeah, but he, he used to coach Benfica club that's won the Champions League twice. I'm sorry, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, and he won the Premier League for Benfica in 2018-2019. So, yeah, thanks. I mean, that doesn't guarantee anything at the Premiership level, obviously. But, yeah, like, I can't say Wolves have gotten someone randomly from nowhere. He it sounds, yeah, yeah. sounds like a good manager. Yeah, Somebody who would end up becoming, like, Nuno became a top manager after being at Wolves. This guy could do the same thing. Yeah, I wouldn't expect them to have gotten an effort. No one, so yeah, someone. So that's good. Oh uh, yeah, taking all that into account, um, yeah, B plus I think is fair. I think yeah. a very accurate rating. Yeah, I think I'm just I'll drop it down to a B, but just because be different. To argue with me? Yeah, why not? Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, that's our review of the transfer window. Mm-hmm. Um, look forward to us review now. We are going to do something uh, a new thing this season as well. Uh, now, before we get on to that, do you let us know? Do you agree with us? Do you think we're being a bit harsh on some of these clubs, like especially Chelsea, <laughs> who got a straight F? <laughs> and, <laughs> and things like that. Uh, and am I being too harsh on Liverpool giving giving them a failing grade? I think we. Yeah, but yeah, just get in there. Tell us what, uh, uh, why we're wrong, or if we're wrong. If you agree with us, tell us we're awesome. We love hearing that. I'm sure. Yeah, I could like, listen to people tell me I'm awesome for days. Yeah, like. So now we are gonna follow a club outside the Premiership, very specifically for reasons that should be obvious to anyone who's familiar with us. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be following Rome. AS Roma for the yeah. rest of the season. Have we? Is it for the whole of the season, or at till uh, uh, Mourinho? Till or if uh, uh, if slash when R- Mourinho gets fired, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think the latter. I think we follow them until Mourinho gets fired, and then we laugh at how he gets fired. That's fair. Yeah. Because so, there's not a lot of if in there. It, it, it is a win. It may not be this season. This may last through a couple of seasons. We, this could be a, a couple of season series is what you're yeah. saying. Fair enough. This could be now, more of a seasonal. Who knows? So Roma did not qualify for Europe. Sad. For, so they're only playing in the Serie A. Um, obviously, mm. there's a Coppa Italia in there. It's uh, that they'll be um, So far, uh, they... 
We had a review of their results and their friendlies so far, um, which has been pretty much against uh, Serie B teams, or at least teams that look like they play in uh, second division. Um, and now they're going to be playing uh, FC Porto in a friendly uh, uh, on Thursday, and then they're going to play Real Betis uh, yeah. both the way. Um, and the Serie A starts at... Uh, on the 23rd of August, where they pl- open up against Fiorentina, and they at the end of the month they play Salernitana. Um, both winnable games for Roma. Um, I think very, very doable. What do you think? Yeah. What are we going to say? Jose Mourinho, how many wins does he start on? <laughs> um, let's look. So, I mean, looking at this through, yeah. You should get through the two games in August fairly easily. So for team, that might be that's a fairly tough first game of the season ish. But I would say it's at home. Rome, it is at home and AS Roma should have the the class for that. Um and looking through September, like it's not till you get to the end of September. Utenese and Lazio that maybe they're starting to be um, things. And Utenese is home as well. So it's the Lazio, the trip to Lazio and on September 27th. I think it's going to be the real first um, challenge. Uh, I think also Sassuolo, who finished fourth. Yeah, but most of us are a good team. But again, yeah, again no. I guess it depends on whether That's or not they get to keep uh, Lacatelli uh, yeah, yeah. in that team. Um you're right. Hellas, Verona, Udinese are both clubs. Like, you know, both, while they're good clubs, I think Roma should be able to beat them. Yeah. I'm going to go the... Mourinho's going to win his first two games. I think he'll draw against Asuolo because that's what he's going to set his team up for. <laughs> but is it home? Yeah. He's, he's, it was away, definitely. At home, uh, it does tend to set up a little bit more attacking at home, or at least a little bit more geared towards getting a win as opposed to saving a draw. So, yeah, I mean, I, mean... I, I was I was given that one being at home that oh. it, it, but you're right, it may be the one where it's, it's the draw. Um, yeah. We do but... have a potential banana peel month to look forward to in October. Because Roma play Empoli at home, and then Juve away, uh, Napoli mm. at home, and Caligari away. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like a tough group of games Yeah. for them. And that's coming off Lazio away the week the end of September as well. So And December looks just as tough. They've got Bologna, Internet, Inter. And Atalanta and Sampdoria in there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Another rough series of games to play two before Christmas. And January, they have AC Milan, followed by Juve, followed by Caligari. At, yeah. And Empoli. Though Caligari at home, so less of an issue. But, yeah. So there's a bunch of... There's three months there that... Uh, three potential months where... Uh, Jose could be uh, under a bit of pressure. Yeah. And the season ending 
Oh yeah, I've seen the endings not looking. We're assuming that he's fighting for the the title, right? We're not so towards the end of the season and the the only assumption we're really making is that he's still around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the end of the season, assuming AMC AMC is 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 doing well, they should be fighting for for yeah. somewhere near the top. Whether that's title, whether that's just Champions League spots, either or. So they have Napoli and Internazionale back-to-back away, yeah, away at the end of April, which is a tough set of games. And then they get to play Bologna at home and then Fiorentina away from home. Yeah, These are these could all be Euro qualifier games against Napoli, Internazionale, Fiorentina. Yeah. But they have, then they play Venezia and Torino, which are both games I feel like Roma should win. But who knows about Jose? We yeah. don't know. So, yeah, yeah, in March, it's not that easy. They've got Atalanta, and then they've got Udinese away, and then Lazio. So March is a tough group of games as well. Yeah, Like, they're lucky they don't have a Copa. They don't have a, sorry, Champions League or Europa League to play. Yeah, yeah. Some some hard collections of games there at key points of the season as well, so... Yeah, so those are that's our preview of Mourinho's season to come. Mm-hmm. Now, end of season. Where are we predicting for Mourinho end of season result? Where will he finish? Will he get fired? <laughs> and if he gets fired, when will he get fired? I, I I feel I probably won't be fired this season. I think we'll get a full season out of him. I agree. We will get a full season out of him. Yeah, we normally get. He's normally pretty good for the first full season. I mean, he did get half a season last year. Yeah. So, who knows? And it's, yeah, who knows a little bit. But I, I feel like he'll make, he'll finish the season. I feel like AS Roma, whilst they've got those hard collection games there, they'll do reasonably well this season. And I, I, think it's, I think it's set up for them that they've got the hard collections where they keep the focus in, but they can still be clicking the points elsewhere um, and moving their way through. So I I feel positive for them. I feel yeah. like uh, it's, it's... Are they going to be champions? No. Are they going to finish in the in a Champions oh, League spot? That's three, are they going to finish spots. in a UEFA spot, or are they going to finish outside Europe? It's three slots for um, Champions League in Italy, is it? It is. Yeah. I think they might be battling for that third spot, but it may be a, a, a Europa League type level. You got, yeah, probably. I mean, they Actually, it think, might be four now. Or oh, back to four? They might give them a better sh- shot at it. I think, uh, but I think it's four for Italy, and it's uh, they improved it to four for France as well. All right. The way the new Champions League ends up oh, working yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game on Thursday may against the friendly against Porto may actually be a good indication about how the season's going. Sure. Um, if that's a, I mean, it's a, it's a friendly, so it's it's more about sorting things out and, and getting there. But if it's a decent enough game, then um, I, I think that that spells well for Roma for the season. Yeah, but yeah, and I, I feel 
fourth or fifth is probably where they're going to end up. Um, so that's why I thought with three, if it was the three, three teams into the Champions League virtually, then it might be a bit tough. But if it's four, then I would expect them to potentially be there. It will be pretty. If it's missing out, it's only just missing out. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Italy is number three in the club coefficient, UEFA club coefficient. Okay, so should give them four then. They should yeah. get four. I think the Bundesliga are fourth place league at the moment. So, and I think they get uh, four yeah. as well. But they could. So you reckon they'll at least finish in the top four, get the get the Champions League spot? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. Well, I'm expecting a fourth place. So I don't think they'll be top three. I think they'll be fourth or fifth. I would hope that that would mean they would make that last Champions League spot. I won't be too surprised if it's fifth. Yeah, fair enough. So you reckon at least a European yeah. spot, but as your that's your floor and ceiling. And your ceiling is Champions League. You're not thinking they're gonna win Syria. All right. So that's your floor and yeah. ceiling. I will, because Inter are in trouble. They're gonna have to sell mm-hmm. players. Juve will probably sell Cristiano Ronaldo to PSG, um, or at least he'll be allowed to leave. And there's going to bunch, they're going to have a bunch of things coming in and out. And obviously they've got Sari coming back to Juve, so they're going to have to adapt to Sari ball. Yeah. So this is the situation for those two. Napoli are solid, but they always have something go wrong. Uh, for them, like they're just unlucky. Atalanta are just such a uh, really, really good. Um, so yeah, I don't think Roma are gonna win. That's I think those four clubs are in a better position to win, even with the problems yeah. ahead of Roma. So let's get that out. Top four once again. Are Roma good enough to beat any of those four clubs? And there's also Sassuolo in there. Tough to say. But I do think they will get a Euro slot. I'm going to say Euros are their ceiling. And their floor is obviously out of the Euros, like not even qualifying for Europe, which they did last season. And that could happen under Jose as well. I feel like he won't get fired, even if that happens, even if he finishes like eighth or ninth. If he's shown to be improving things and getting the most out of the players he has, then I think Roma might invest and... Let him do, you know, let him stay and do better. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, that's my thing. I don't think Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho is getting fired. And I think, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think the ceiling is top four. I think the ceiling is uh, Euro. And there's a lot of good coaches in Italy now that's not, you know, he can't rely on his specialness (laughs) to win. But he's a special one. I know. It's been a special one for nearly 20 years now. All right. So, guys, put in, tell us what you think about Mourinho. Does he, is he going to have a stellar season? Is he going to win Roma's first ever uh, Serie A since the days of Hideyoshi Nakata, uh, Nakata and uh, Francesco mm-hmm. Totti? Is he going to get them back into Champions League? Let us know. Oh, then we even forgot about AC Milan, who finished in the top four last second, season yeah. as well. So there you go. Uh, second. So, yeah. That's a lot of competition for Roma to finish in the top four. The Serie A might be just as difficult for a top four finish now as the Premier League now. Well, yeah, I mean, look at last season, the top eight. 
Yeah, Inter Milan, Marl, yeah, Inter Milan, Atlanta, Juve. There are 79, 78, 78 for those. Milan, Atlanta, and Juve. Napoli was on 77 and 5th. There was a bit of a drop off then to Lazio on 68. Roma was 62. Thessalo on 62. So. Yeah, that's the other question. Is Roma going to finish ahead of Lazio? Yeah. Special one's going to yeah, do it. Special one's going to do that. That's, that's what I was thinking was that, say, Inter's perhaps into a Juve, maybe not as awesome this coming year as they were last yeah. year. Yeah. Roma improving. And also AC Milan, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, the Milans, Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, Juve, Roma. Somewhere there. It'd be cool if Atlanta won the Serie A. That That'd would be, be amazing. Because cool. they are probably the most fun team to watch in Europe, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's all we have time for. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, if you have any suggestions and stuff you want to bring up as well. But in the meantime, take care. Um, hope you enjoyed yourself and thank you for listening. Catch you next time.